Hi, good afternoon and welcome to the series of leadership. Uh, in this series, I'm dealing with nursing leadership. And we are looking at nurse manager leading the nurse profession into the future. Nurses who plan to transition from management role have to acquire skills that combine with clinical expertise as well as leadership. Nurse managers are responsible for supervising the nursing staff in the hospital or the clinical setting. They oversee patient care, they make management and budgetary decisions, they set out work schedules. They have to coordinate meetings, make decisions about personnel, and so on and so forth. The nurse manager is responsible for creating safe, healthy environment that support the work of the healthcare team and contribute to patient engagement. The role is influential in creating a professional environment and fostering a culture where interdisciplinary team members are able to contribute to the optimal patient outcome and grow professionally. A nursing profession must be considered a deliberate program must consider it as a deliberate program aimed at transitioning nurses into managers. The nurse manager has duties and responsibilities to the profession and the nurse as a professional. Nurses who serve in management positions are expected to not only make vital decisions to assist patient care, but also are expected to carry out defined duties that include but not limited to staff management, case management, treatment planning, recruitment and deployment, budgeting, scheduling, budgeting, scheduling, discharge planning, mentorship, executive coaching, staff welfare policies, developing educational and professional development plans, conflict management policies. Nurse managers need strong communication and leadership skills in order to be successful. They should be adept in coordinating resources and personnel and meeting goals and objectives of the healthcare sector. They must be effective. Leaders who can strike a balance between working with nursing staff and the healthcare facility administrators or directors for an expanded benefit for both the nurse and the patient. The Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, a branch of U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, said nurse managers are change agents. They work with staff to find and implement successful changes to improve patient wellness and safety outcome. Nurse managers also implement regulatory policies aimed at improving the health of patients and their safety. Nurse managers also implement regulatory guidelines they have to make sure the staff is educated on care standards and can implement these standards. Nurse managers lead their staff in preventing patient harm by empowering nurses to be the first line of defense 
against patient's harm. Working as a nurse manager requires skills beyond clinical care. The job of the nurse manager requires strong management skills, budgetary skills, control and coordination skills, planning skills, leadership acumen, communication and interpersonal skills are also very necessary. Successful nurse managers exhibit the following characteristics. Number one, effective communication skills. Every leader who is a manager at a nursing facility level across uh, every part of the world, Ghana here in focus, must be able to, number one, have effective communication skills. Part of being a leader is listening to staff and patients' concerns and communicating needs. So nurse managers must be able to build a solid rapport with all staff members from the junior rank to the highest rank in the health facility, as well as patients to create a strong cohesiveness that fosters teamwork and team spirit. So it's very important as a nurse manager, you look at how you are communicating effectively with your staff and how you are connecting with them from the junior rank to the highest rank. So they cannot come to a point where you disconnect yourself from some of the staff under your jurisdiction. When you do that, then you are setting up yourself for failure. No matter how difficult your staff may be, management responsibility and leadership responsibility requires that you are able to connect with all of them. Number two, advocacy. The nurse manager should be an advocate or should be able to advocate. In some cases, nurse managers are leaders. Nurse managers and leaders might have to advocate for staff to ensure a safe and a reasonable practice environment. In other cases, they have to advocate for patient safety and access to quality health care. Nurse managers should not be afraid of using their voice and position. Advocacy, you need to understand what you want to advocate for, either it's condition of service of your staff or either it's about patient safety, either it's about uh, advocating for necessary logistics, advocating for change of policy, advocating for change of procedure, advocating for change of process, advocating for a change of an outcome, you need to be able to stand your ground. You need to speak for your people. So you realize that the nurse manager more or less become the member of parliament. <laughs> you know, you are representing your constituency. Here your constituency is your facility where you represent your people. So in management, you go there with the concern of your people. And it's imperative to know if you can go to speak for your people, then you need to understand their challenges and then what they want you to see. So technically, you are there as a voice for the entire nursing population. Nursing population in our country, Ghana, about 60 to 70% of the well. Uh, uh, the health workforce are made up of nurses. So can you imagine the kind of people that you have under your jurisdiction? Your numbers are large, so it's important. You speak for the number three, participation. With so much administrative demands, it is important that nurse managers balance administrative duty with patient care. Nurse managers must have superior clinical skills to ensure 
patient safety and well-being through supportive supervision. So you don't actually uh, leave the clinical skills that you have, but you participate. Once a while, you try to get down to the people who are the clinical side to see whether or not they are adhering to the clinical standard. And that is also to say that you are responsible for ensuring that clinical standards are adhered to relative to drugs administration, relative to patient safety, relative to staff employment, deployment, relative to staff training. In fact, you are the commander. You are the commander of all these things. You may not do it yourself, but you may have people under you who report you. So it's expected that you, you, you take those people and bring them up to speed and up to date with current happening in terms of professional practice. Number four, maturity. A nurse manager is supposed to be matured. Uh, how do we define maturity? Nurse manager do not immediately take decisions in scrabbles or opposing blame before knowing all the facts. They do not let simmering emotions boil over. They do not allow emotion to take over the greater tool of them. Instead, they meet conflict and resolve it amicably. So as a nurse manager, you know, it's not easy leading people and managing people. And I just said earlier on, the majority of staff in the health uh, workforce fall under the nurse manager's jurisdiction. It means you have more problems to solve. So you need to be able to listen to people. Conflict is something that you should expect them. It's, it's very, very uh, necessary because anytime you are having people from different opinion, you are managing professionals from different cadre, it's only needful to expect conflict to come. But when it comes as a nurse manager, you must listen to both sides. If possible, get a committee who will sit down, look at the facts of the case and report to you to be at the safer side. Because chances are that you may be accused of taking sides. So in order to exonerate yourself from that, you may get people who are competent enough to be able to look at the merits and the demerits of the case and advise you appropriately. And then you also look at it whether or not the advice is something that is considerable. So the next uh, skills that the next manager must possess is professionalism. But that one, by virtue of the fact that you are a nurse, it means that uh, you are a professional. However, sometimes a professional judgment can be clouded by personal biases and so on and so forth. So, nurse managers follow their moral compass to ensure that all aspects of the profession are met with honesty and integrity. They address people with respect and do not bully them. Then, the next one, support. They do not send... Uh, the bar of expectation unreasonably high. Instead, they use supportive encouragement to challenge staff to success. They coach and mentor, intentionally develop others to become better managers and lead, and take professional steps for the good of the organization and the corporate well. As the current nursing workforce age retires, the anticipated shortage of nursing will create opportunity for new nurse managers. Research have found that nurse managers are vital to the overall nurse retention. They influence the quality of work and stability of a working environment. Strong leadership quality in the nursing unit manager has been associated with great job satisfaction, reduction, re- reduced turnover, intentional among nursing staff, and improved patient 
outcome. Nurse leaders need to be supported in an effort to retain nurse giving ongoing workforce issues and to ensure high quality patient care. Research said in 2014, and I quote, leadership skills for nurse unit, nursing unit managers to decrease intention to leave, unquote. Researchers found there must be cohesive relationship among staff members and better communication with staff or nurse managers to do a better job in the future. Continual change in the healthcare industry and a focus on costs are among the many things that make the role of nurse managers challenging. This demands meticulous and pragmatic measures for leadership management capacity building for all nurses that they can function so that they can function in the office of management and leadership. Growing future nurse leaders and managers is a long-term quest that requires both planning and action. Leadership succession planning is one of the recommended interventions that will ensure that the nursing profession will have leaders and managers with the needed competence and skill to fill in leadership gap. The time has come for nurses to rise and build leadership and management acumen in order to shape the future of the profession. Complaining, anger, conflict, destructive disagreement will not do it. Nurses and nurse managers need to collaborate, leverage on skills and abilities of staff for greater advantage. Inspire the next generational leaders and managers to adapt new concepts and standards of leadership that is in sync with the 21st century demand. You are the hope of your staff. Inspire and help them to do better as a nurse manager. Uh, I believe this is uh, an article that uh, I have been publishing and I have been advocating for leadership across board for the past decade now. Uh, but now I'm actually focusing more on the health sector leadership and today I am on nurse leadership and we are looking at specifically the nurse manager and the nurse manager. I, I will be sharing with you uh, the nurse manager. We can have uh, three levels of nurse management. We can have level one who are nurse managers doing operational duties. We have level two who are nurse managers supervising those doing operational duties. And we have level three who are nurse managers at the highest level of the healthcare facility. So at level three, they sit uh, with the management of the facility. At level three, their focus is supposed to be on strategic direction of the profession. They are supposed to look at uh, regulatory frameworks. They are supposed to look at policies that will ensure that we are having the next generation of nurses who understand the demand of the current patient because you know demands in this generation is very high on all professionals especially nurses because they spend majority of time with the patients at the healthcare facility so it's very important nurse managers must look at how are they raising the next generational leaders somebody has been a nurse manager for 20 years for 30 years my question to you is that how many leaders have you been able to raise how many leaders did you mentor intentionally? I'm not talking about accidentally. Because research has shown when leaders are not prepared intentionally, 
so that when the leadership gap comes, they can feel it. It becomes very difficult for them to be able to function. And you cannot function when you are appointed into the place of leadership. That is to say the positional leadership. The best time to learn is when you are not in that position. So that is the best time. So this is a clarion call for all nurses from the lowest rank, even at the student level. We need to consider leadership at the student level. There are best practices. There are best concepts, okay? There are ways to rally support behind everybody. There are ways to listen to people. There are ways to give audience to people to listen to feedback constructively without reacting. I think the reactions are too much in our leadership space. Uh, Not only in nursing, but as a country, we see a lot of reactionary leadership skills being exhibited. And it's like fire service. When problems come, we call for meeting. But I'm talking about five to 10 years leadership plan. So that when you become a leader, even as a unit leader uh, and in charge of 50 nurses, of 20 nurses, of 30 nurses, what is your vision for the people under you? You understand. You need to have vision for the unit, vision for your patient. If you are expecting that infection rate to go down to the barest minimum within the next 12 months, what are you doing? So your vision will determine your mission. Your vision will determine your objective. Your vision will determine your activity. So anything that is not in sync with your vision, you don't waste your time running or chasing it. Now, it is proven by research and experience uh, that sometimes managers, you know, do things that are not within their jurisdiction. As a manager, as a nurse manager, you know, you have a lot of business to tackle. You have a lot of strategic things to look at so that you don't waste your time chasing operational activity. I'll be explaining in my next series, operational management, operational leadership. So if you have people under you, uh, we will evaluate the the, the output of a nurse manager uh, by the policies she's able to bring on board, the strategic vision, the direction. So yes, you come in to clinical care, but you don't engage all your time. You give assignment to people, you give them a target, they are supposed to meet that target. No, the nurse manager needs to uh, raise a target, give vision to your people, let them know why they are here. Anyone coming into your office, man, not just come to the office to come and complain, okay? We need to be very factual and have fact that you are working with and make a data-driven decision, decisions that are driven by data. Uh, evaluate the, uh, the progress of people by data. Let us have performance management matrix. Okay, let us have productivity metrics. How do you measure productivity? It should not be how people think or feel. No, there should be a clear-cut indicator to be able to measure whether or not people are meeting a certain standard. And before we appoint people into positions, we need to look at it very carefully. We need to assess them. We need to set uh, down uh, processes to appoint people. Don't just push people that I feel you can perform. No, you can't say you feel I can perform. No, you need to assess me. You need to uh, look at the, the demands of that particular office. I may be very competent, but when you place me at the wrong office, I'm telling you, I'll give you the worst results. And that is one of the problems we have as a country. Somebody may be very competent, but when you place the person in the wrong office, in the wrong jurisdiction, the person will surprise you and you yourself will be surprised. So all these are 
what leaders are supposed to do so that in the next five to ten years if nurses are looking for competent leaders i'm looking at a time where we get nurses in parliament where we get nurses in decision making nurses at the boardroom nurses who understand policy and policy advocacy nurses who understand how decisions get done and now a section of society uh, i was reading a research document that believed that uh, nurses their work are not being felt in the community the community most people think that uh, nurses are secretaries to doctors that is actually the perception that people have out there so we need to have people who are independently thinking because nursing is a profession so we need to have that integrated we need to have that translated into daily works where we need to come to the decision table with 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 facts and figures with 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 negotiation we don't just accept anything at all we negotiate for it and i believe when we begin to look at things from that angle that is where the respect that is where the honor that is where people are going to see that no you can't just bully the people through we need to sit down very carefully so in this series as a nurse manager the work is enormous it's great and that is why i also believe that that office needs to be well remunerated it needs to be well compensated because you have to do a lot and then people are paid for the work that they do you understand management is hard work management is thinking management is bringing documents and things together researching where every decision must be made on research, evidence-based medicine, evidence-based nursing, evidence-based leadership. So leadership must be evidence-based, you understand. When it happened that way, we will be setting the tone for leadership. And I believe the next five to 10 years, I will not be surprised when we begin to get a lot of nurses in higher leadership position because if they are not there, your interest is not going to be there. So I I, I, I believe um, in in two minutes, in few minutes, I'm going to end this series. Uh, nurse manager, if you're a nurse manager of a facility, sometimes at a chip compound, you're a nurse manager. What is your duty? Are you really working in line with your duty? You're a nurse manager in a district hospital. You're a nurse manager in a teaching hospital. You're a nurse manager in a regional facility, a referral facility. You need to sit up. You're a nurse manager in a teaching hospital. The demand is higher. You're a nurse manager in a district, the demand is higher than somebody in a chip compound. So we need to uh, build ourselves up. For me, leadership is not cheap at all. I know it's not easy, but in that office, we need to prepare ourselves. So the purpose of this um, series is to help people don't get to the office before because it's not easy. When you get there, you are not careful. Chances are that you will not learn. But if you also able to connect and leverage uh, with all the capacities resources that you have within your uh, domain you will do well so leadership uh, i am very very pretty sure uh, i communicate with a lot of people across the length and breadth of the country and there are a lot of good leaders and uh, we thank god for those people but i also believe we need to set the tone for good leadership from the facility from unit management so when you want to appoint leaders, give them description and then compensate them and they will deliver. You understand. When we are able to do that, I believe a patient will get the best care because patient can never get the best care from demotivated staff. 
staff that are demotivated, staff that are disgruntled, staff that are, uh, are not happy coming to work. So we need to build relationships, build network. So you make sure that you create an environment. If you look at what I said earlier, you foster an environment that supports potential growing and development. People come from school with a lot of ideas. We have specialist nurses who come from school and sometimes they become redundant because their potential, their knowledge, their skills are not made use of. Well, as a leader, you need to tap into the potentials of your people, your team. You need to know your men. Yes, that is part of your duty as a nurse manager. Know your men. How are you going to employ and deploy? How do you assign people to unit? How do you assign people to various responsibility? And I believe uh, if we are able to look at this critically, I believe that the healthcare industry will undergo a total transformation and a total reformation. So you can imagine nurses are forming 60 to 70% of the health workforce. If their leadership improves, I can bet you patients' life, healthcare industry by extension is going to see a tremendous, a tremendous increase and patients will have a good recovery rate, a good outcome. Could it be that the backlash against nurses could be tied to leadership? Could it be? So we need to investigate. We need to now start investigating what is going on across the 16 regions in Ghana. How are the managers managing the people under their jurisdiction? We can do a research, we can do a survey, we can present the report, we can present the data so that if you are providing leadership, is driven by data. And I am looking for a time where nurses, uh, managers to con- begin to engage those under them and i can bet you there are people with all kinds of knowledge there are people with all kinds of skill there are people with ideas with innovation but if you don't engage them i bet you they only come and deliver nursing care and go home and you will suffer if if the facility by extension if the profession the profession will be measured against your leadership if it goes well if they support you the credit comes to you. If it doesn't work, the discredit also comes to you. So why don't you uh, create an environment? Why don't you support them to be able to do well? So that at the end of the day, it will be said, it is under your leadership, under your reign. So in ending, in conclusion, know that that office, you are accountable to your nurses. Your first accountability is to your nurses. You go there, you sit on the board of the hospital, on the board of your chip compound, on the board of your district or teaching hospital to represent the interests of your people, which is to say that you need to listen to them, uh, get to know the fact, get to know the real issue. Don't undermine any, 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 any feedback that comes from your people. Accept them, thank them. Uh, thank people that come to give you feedback and be very careful of people that come to discuss people with you your office is so important to open it up for just discussing personality no it is said and believe that average mind discuss people smaller mind discuss events but great mind discuss ideas open your door for people that will come and discuss ideas ideas that will promote the dignity of that office. I believe that office is a very sacred office, the nurse manager's office, and I'm looking at it. It needs to be compensated for, it needs to be respected, it needs to be accorded the necessary resources that is needed to be able to transform the health sector by extension, the nursing profession to ensure the standard, the regulations, and everything that is being done is in tandem. We need to research and find out that are new knowledge, new evidence uh, that are 
coming in nursing in various aspects that create a car either emergency that perioperative either public health everything needs to be driven by data and i bet you if you get to a point where your nurses begin to speak based on data based on information and leave emotion then you are good to go so thank you for listening to uh, this audio i encourage you to share in this is sam reverend jefferson your leadership consultant and i believe that uh, for me leadership is my passion yes i'm not after i'm not coming after your leadership but i'm challenging you to rise up to do better because accountability will be will be demanded from all leaders we will have to demand accountability if you be a leader be ready to account we will ask you what you did in your tenure of office. Can we also have a point where uh, if a nurse manager is retiring, you are meeting your people, not just for refreshment, but tell them what you did. Tell them what you did. That is to say, when you take over, don't play. Don't joke with your time. You need to set up clear policy. Work with it. Five years policy. Follow it to the latter. Don't just uh, come out with a change that lasts for three months, 90 days. It dies off. No. Let's sit down and look at this. Uh, some of us are available. I'm available to help. I'm available to support, to come out with intervention, to come out with objectives that are scalable, that are uh, uh, measurable, so that we'll be able to have a good output, a good outcome, and a good impact. Thank you very much. This is your leadership consultant, management consultant, uh, Reverend Jack. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, 24 9727-900-024-9727-900. And you can call. I do research for organizations. I do training, capacity building. I do strategic plan for organization. I do human resource planning for organization. And it's evidence-based, very scientific. And uh, the results is unbelievable. And uh, I also do host program on air, on radio. And my motivation is to ensure that we have leadership across the divide of this country and in this series i'm talking about nurse leadership uh, specifically the nurse manager so uh, you are not a nurse manager today tomorrow by this time you may be in that position where unit manager it also goes to you it's a nurse management but just that at unit manager is level three uh, supervisor level two you are the DDNS or what they call Metro. You are level three, the highest decision making and your office is so sacred and so important, so dignified. Let's make it work. And I believe that as we keep the leadership conversation going on, our country will do better. I'm very, very hopeful, very optimistic. Uh, I'm not a pessimist person. Um, by the grace of God, uh, I've been doing a lot of training for leaders and managers in the health sector, uh, across medical laboratory sections, uh, with doctors, with nurses, and so on. And I believe, especially, if we can uh, be able to rethink and relook at some of the approaches, some of the things that we do, is it sustainable? Get the right people, recruit them, get the right people, let them function, and as they function, I believe the rest will be historic. My expectation is that this audio will inspire you, it will challenge you, uh, it's not to actually threat you, but it should challenge us to uh, do beyond what we are doing now. I appreciate and thank God for the life of all those who are leading in various facets of society, especially in the nursing industry, but I want to encourage you and challenge you that you can do more and do better, and thank you very much, and share the audio and share it as we promote uh, nursing leadership in our country. 
until we meet again at our next series it is bye for now thank you and goodbye see you Hi, good evening and you are welcome to Leadership Hour with Jack Consult. This is your leadership consultant and leadership coach, Jack. Now, we are looking at feedback. Uh, feedback is a very important assessment tool in leadership and organizational development, which helps us to be able to actually pick people's views and their perception about the way a product or service is being delivered or perhaps the way we relate with others. Now, feedback has to be solicited for or asked for. When feedback is asked for or solicited for, at the end of the day, you also look at what you are going to do with the particular feedback that you are taking. In organizational development and in leadership, we say feedback is a gift. So you gladly accept feedback without defending it. So a feedback could be gotten from a client uh, who receives services from a customer or a service provider. Feedback could be heard from church members who have feedback from your patients, who have feedback from your friends, and so on and so forth. What is the purpose of feedback? Feedback is solicited with a common objective of either personal development, organizational development, organizational improvement, or improvement of a particular service. So if we want to develop as a people, as Ghanaians, we need to take note of feedback. If you want to develop as a professional, you need to take note of feedback. Don't fight it. Honestly, receive the feedback. And out of feedback, you have your action plan. That is to say, an area in your life where you have to work on for an improvement. It could be your temperament. So most of us, the greater challenge in our life on our way to success could be your temperament. If you see someone who is typically choleric, such a person usually reacts or uh, gives a lot of negative feed uh, before the person sits back to reflect upon the kind of feedback that is given. So, if you are such a type and you have people who perhaps may have the opportunity to come to you to tell you uh, to work on your approach to issues you gladly accept those feedback and you work on them. Now, number two, feedback can also be taken for you to work on uh, another area of your life. It could be um, development of your personality in any other area that may be very relevant. So these are very important tools that are used for uh, the purpose of developing yourself, developing your organization, and establishing a very good relationship with your clients so that you will be able to have uh, the kind of improvement that you are looking for. 
So if you want to develop yourself, especially as a leader, then you need to take feedback from people that are within your circle of influence. That is their perception, of course, their objective and honest view about what you do and the way you do them, your approaches to things, especially if you have people who have gone uh, higher than you have done in terms of knowledge, in terms of skills, in terms of experience, if you are able to take feedback from them, you will be able to improve upon either yourself professionally or your service or your product. So feedback is a very important tool that is used in measuring uh, performance. It's a very important tool. We could have a feedback from a peer. You could have feedback from uh, a mentee, a feedback from a mentor, depending on the kind of feedback that you are soliciting for. So bottom line, punch line, don't joke with feedback. Don't fight it. Be open for feedback. Work on it for self-improvement. Because at the end of the day, if you improve upon yourself, both professionally and personally, it is going to increase your market share. It's going to increase your return on investment in terms of whichever area of life that you belong to. So I'm ending the series on feedback. Uh, Share the audio. Uh, listen to it and listen again and pay attention to uh, some of the things that people uh, tell you either through your organization or through uh, you as a person in order to be able to have a sustainable development in your life. So share the audio. This is Jack of Jack Consult and have a wonderful day.